Hey, and welcome to episode 16. I'll be the first to admit that sometimes I struggle with routine because I have the constant need for change in my life and have a hard time doing the exact same thing all the time. However, I have set it up so that I don't let things pass by and it allows me to give each and every couple the best experience possible. The best thing we can do for ourselves is get into a rhythm so we can set ourselves up for success. As we go through today's episode, we're going to talk about setting up workflows to help you achieve this very thing. So as we dive in, grab your favorite cup of coffee, a notepad, and a pencil, and let's talk workflows. You're listening to the Cameras and Coffee Podcast with Kara Haynes, a light and airy conversation about everyday life so you can listen and learn from entrepreneurs. Here's your host, photographer, educator, and mentor, Kara Haynes. This episode is brought to you by Dubzato. Dubzato is a business management solution designed to cut out the busy work, build relationships, schedule appointments, and create workflows to streamline your booking process. Honestly, I love how easy it is to use and the flexibility it has for a photographer. I made the switch to Dubzato two years ago, and now I can organize each client by their sessions and have the flexibility to schedule multiple appointments and workflows for each and every session. It really is a time saver, and it's what keeps me organized, even in the busiest of seasons. If you want to get started or make the switch, you can get 20% off your first year with code Kara Haynes Credit. That's K-A-R-A-H-A-N-E-S-C-R-E-D-I-T. As we get started today, I want to start off by asking you what it is that you're really struggling with to accomplish for your workflows. Maybe you don't know where to start or you don't know what you're missing. You could even be struggling with routine just like me. Whatever it might be, I hope you gain something from today's episode. A couple weeks ago, we talked about client communication in episode 13. This is kind of like a continuation of that. However, if you missed that one, you're still going to get valuable information from this, I promise. Just like we did then, you're going to want to grab a pen and paper and start writing down the step-by-step process from when you first get an inquiry to the emails you send all the way to the final email you give your wedding clients. This can be tricky and trust me, I forget the steps I have sometimes because I've created a workflow in my client management system that handles everything for me already. Lucky for you, I'm giving you a tool to help you see the items we're talking about today. If you'd like a free template, you can head over to the show notes and check that out. Now, as we go through my list, I want you to know that this list can be different from yours. I encourage you to make it your own and cater it to how you do your business. I know you're not exactly like me, so if you were to copy and paste my process, it probably is going to seem a little odd for your clients. So now that we've addressed that, let's get into the workflow and the process I use. Sometimes before I ever talk to a couple, they fill out an inquiry form on my website. This exact form asks a few questions, but I try to keep it as simple as possible. I ask details about them, where they're looking to have their wedding, and if they have a wedding website. I love this question because I get to know them before I even meet them. After I receive an inquiry, I like to personally reply to a message and respond as me. There's so many automations out there and I'm guilty of using them too. However, weddings are a big investment and I feel giving it a personal touch can go a long way. I also have on my website the option to schedule a virtual consultation. I often meet couples for the first time at a bridal show or they've been referred to me. At this point, they're almost convinced they want to book with me, but they want to meet me before ever signing a contract or paying money. 
which I highly encourage. If this is the case, I also attach an inquiry form to that meeting schedule. Scheduling a meeting with potential clients is so important. Whenever I talk to couples, I always give this piece of advice that I think is most important than anything else. I tell them that besides the photography style and quality of their images, the most important thing you should look for in a photographer is if you can get along with one another. If this is something they don't feel they jive with, then chances are this could make or break how they feel on their entire wedding day. I always recommend meeting in person or a virtual chat so that they can ask the questions face-to-face and get to know who they are. Once I've completed the meeting with a couple, I send a follow-up email that links their proposal, which is a fancy term for what packages they want on their wedding day. I only have two options for my business, but I keep it super simple. I also list the contract for them to look over. And then after they choose their package and sign their contract, it'll generate an invoice in my client management system and set up a payment plan. My current payment plan is 30% as a retainer to hold their date, and then the remaining balance is due two weeks before their wedding. The best part about having a system is that it will send out auto reminders so that I'm not having to do that myself or remind my clients that it's time for them to pay me. Along with this email, I'll send out a bridal and groom's guide that I've created I send this digitally to my couples and I send it as a hard copy that I print. These are packed with tons of information from what to do for your engagement session to how to get light and airy photos on their wedding day, all the way to like how to schedule their timeline, all of that. If you're looking for a great template for this, I highly recommend the Caitlin James Bridal and Grooms Guides. For all my wedding clients, I offer a complimentary engagement session as well. There's a lot of different opinions on including these or not. What I tell my clients is that this is an opportunity for us to get to know one another and see how each other works. If this is something they don't need, then they just forfeit it. I don't deduct it from the final price. I offer this free because I value the time during this session. When they're ready to schedule this, I have an online scheduler that I send my clients in a follow-up email weeks after they're officially booked, and this will remind them to pick a date for their e-session. If they don't, then they have to contact me when they're ready. After the engagement session, I have a process and this is where the workflow really comes into play. A lot of this process is used for the wedding days as well, but I'm gonna go through each step in detail and then skim over the parts when we get to the wedding. So first I have an automated email that sends a thank you to my clients after their session. And it explains how long until they receive a sneak peek, a blog post, and the delivery of their images. Either that night or the next day, I'll import all of my images on a hard drive in a folder under the couple's name, and I label this folder raw. And for those asking, yes, I keep every image I took and put it in this folder. Something I should also mention is that I have an external hard drive for each year so that I can easily go back and know where something is later. I also use a program called Backblaze that is a cloud system so that I back up an additional copy of these, just in case something were to happen to my hard drive. After all the raw images are on my computer, I call them using a program called Photo Mechanic. Some photographers like to use Adobe Bridge, but I've never thought that that was fast enough for me, so this is what I use. I'll call with a color system. One color is for images I want to use for the blog, and the other is for the full gallery. All of these color-coded images are then dragged and dropped into a folder called Cold. The remaining images in the raw folder are all of the other discarded images. Now, people might wonder, why do you keep all these raws? Honestly, it's my insurance policy. 
there have been a couple instances where someone has wondered if I had a certain image or not. And so it's easy to go back and look through all of these and let them know. After a year, I allow myself to delete these to make room on my hard drive. Now that I have my cold folder, I pull all these images I colored for the blog into Lightroom. Some might think I'm crazy, but before I even do this, I actually create a separate catalog just for this couple, which will hold engagement photos and then eventually their wedding. This is to help me create consistency throughout all of their images. Once these images are in Lightroom, I always edit at least one image and then send it to the couple to get them excited. After that, I'll start editing for the blog. And once those images are ready, I'll start designing a blog post in a program called Storyteller. This is a newer program I'm using. I used to use Blogstomp, but I decided to make the switch since I find that Storyteller is easier for pinning images for Pinterest. I haven't decided what I like better yet. If you have pros and cons on this, I'd love to hear from you in our exclusive Facebook group called Cameras and Coffee Insiders, just so that I can know what is better and what you like. Now, the reason I have these in a blog post instead of sending them is one, it's a way to advertise when they share their blog post with family and friends, and then they get to see the rest of my stuff and know who I am. Second, I want to build suspense to their gallery. This is more of a sneak peek, but it also builds SEO so that I can get search engine optimization on the web and get my website out there for more people to see. So once the blog is designed, I usually write up something about the couple and how they got engaged. They would have told me this story either in our first virtual meeting or I asked them about it at the engagement session. Once this is ready to go, I schedule it out and email my couple when it's about to go live. Now that the blog post is scheduled, I can import the remaining images I color coded pink and start working on the rest of those and getting the full gallery ready. Now, sometimes I will have multiple sessions and this is a time where I take a break and then work on someone else's blog post. Or if I have nothing else, then I start working on the remaining gallery. Currently for my gallery service, I use CloudSpot. I love setting this up with two folders for engagement sessions. The first folder will have a session highlight section that contains all of my favorites. The second will have a full gallery. This is so they can download the full gallery if they don't think the ones I love are their most favorite. I also have a highlight folder because I can curate these images visually and have them be the first ones they see in a beautifully paired together section when they first open it up. Another thing I add to this gallery on CloudSpot is a secondary link that asks for Google reviews. This allows all of the visitors to the gallery to share their favorite images. Something that is also done when people access the gallery is CloudSpot has the option to collect emails for favorite folders. This is especially nice because it allows me to capture emails of all who visit the gallery and convert them to my email list. Talking about email list workflows, we'll have to wait for another episode, but just a little tip if you're wondering how to add people to your list, that is an option. Now that my client's gallery is ready, I will schedule it to deliver to my clients. Once that is complete, it starts to be a waiting game. This is where I heavily rely on my management system to use automated emails. I'm going to go over these emails with you so you can kind of see where and when these go out. So eight weeks from a wedding day, I send out a preliminary timeline email, and this will ask different questions about their day so that I can get started on creating a timeline for them. This usually happens when a couple doesn't have a wedding planner. So this is a service I also offer to them is a timeline consultation. 
six weeks from their wedding, I'll send out a vendor questionnaire. And the reason I like to ask this is because I like to credit all of the vendors in my social posts and in the blog post. So this is a time when they would schedule to go through their timeline with me and let me know what they like and what they don't like. Four weeks out, I'll then send out an email asking for a family formals list and to get to know the bridal party a little bit. Now, the reason I send these in several different emails is because I used to do it all in one and then I found that it wasn't getting completed and then I was having them answer all of these questions in our timeline meeting. This kind of cuts that out and makes it easy so that they have it in little chunks so it's easier to complete in a timely manner. Then one week before their wedding, I send out a wedding week email that just tells them I'm excited for their wedding, gives them a few reminders of what to collect points out things that were in the bridal guide that they might have forgotten when they read it months ago and gets them excited to see me on wedding day. After the wedding, I then repeat the engagement session workflow, but these are the few exceptions that I do. I'll ask them to leave a review once I've posted the blog post instead of just putting it in their gallery. Yes, I do put it in the gallery, but it's best to give them this when they're excited because then they're more likely to leave a review right then and there. I also send my clients a 16 by 20 standout mount image of the couple as a special thank you. I love it when my clients print their images and this is just a way for them to do that right off the bat. And it's something exciting to look at and see right when they get back from their honeymoon. Another thing that's different from the engagement session is I set up their galleries with multiple folders, breaking the day into multiple sections. This makes it easier for them to find certain images they're looking for. Some of these folders are like bridal details, pre-ceremony, first look, ceremony details, bridal party, etc. Okay, so now I got to ask, after hearing all of this, is your head spinning? It's a lot to think about. What does your list look like? Was it anything like mine or was it not even close? After going through this, it can seem very overwhelming. And let me tell you, I have spent a lot of years changing up this routine just so my workflow looks well and works for me. It's okay. And it doesn't have to go as planned, but the best thing is to have this routine in place to help you stay in line. You also have to remember too, that this is not all happening at once. This is happening over a course of months, so there's a lot of time in there. I love that I can actually use my management system to send reminders and automatically send a lot of this stuff. I'm sure after hearing all this, you can now see why I have to have this in place when I have multiple weddings and senior sessions happening throughout the year. If you find your list is getting as big as this and you're starting to book multiple weddings, then it might be time to start looking at a client management system. I started using one back in 2017 and it was a total game changer. I hope this episode helped you learn something or brought something to your attention that maybe you never thought of before. I would love to see you in the exclusive Cameras and Coffee Insiders group. You can find the link in the show notes. While you're there, don't forget to download your free copy of my workflow templates. It'll dive a little deeper into what we discussed here today. Not to mention you get free email copy just like the ones I use, step-by-step instructions on my process, as well as affiliate links to the items I use. This is all 100% free, so you got nothing to lose. So with that said, I hope you'll continue to listen in. Make sure to follow the show so you're notified of new episodes. And until next time, my friends, cheers. 
Thanks for listening to the Cameras and Coffee podcast. Check out the show notes for this episode at karahanesphotography.com slash podcast. That's K-A-R-A-H-A-N-E-S photography.com slash podcast. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.